Hello, this is Grant Kirkup. I'm famous for saying Ubinaka and Ikabokum. And you're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode order 66 of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. I hope Santa was good to everybody. He certainly was, and we're going to talk about that here in episode 166, as I was just making a joke about Order 66, where we recap all the nerdy news here, and we podcast, and we know things. It is our first episode after Christmas. We're recording this on Thursday, December 26th, back to our customary day of recording, which is nice. You know what's funny? I couldn't even remember what our normal day was. I don't know if it was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I get a 10-hour turnaround time from end of the podcast. Actually... I get an eight-hour turnaround time yeah, from the nice. end of the podcast to the release, so I can't wait to edit. <laughs> we're back to me crunching edits as soon as we're done here, but that's cool. Uh, so it's our first episode after Christmas 2019, our last episode of 2019, and we got a nice episode for you today. Uh, head over to WePodcastWeKnowThings.com, your one-stop shop for everything we podcast and we know things, including links to our store, links to our Patreon, which we really appreciate the support there. Uh, you give us a couple bucks every month, we kick you back a sweet reward tier, including video emails, voice messages read on the show, all that cool stuff. Check it out, Patreon.com slash WePodSquad. Uh, send us an email, we podcast and we know things at gmail.com. We answer them all on the air. We're going to talk about our Christmas haul. We're going to talk about a little trivia at seven and a half for me, four for Sam. We're going to do our spoiler free, completely spoiler free impressions of the rise of Skywalker. We've both seen it. Uh, we saw it together as a matter of fact, eight o'clock yeah, in did. the morning on a Sunday. Um, the crack of shit, the crack of shit, but you know what? <clears throat> We're here to talk about it. We've been sitting on this. This spoiler-free impression for five days now. So we're psyched on that to talk about it finally. Next week on 167, we're going to have our spoilerific uh, co- big conversation about it. So this will probably be, you know, 20 minutes or so. We're hoping for the big blowout next week. And we'll have Mandalorian Season 1 finale next week. And we're going to have our top three awards show for the entire year next week. So 167, big episode. We'll go into TV, gaming, uh, one story in, we'll call it theme parks. Could be other uh, Sam CGC Spotlight, our picks of the week, and we will get out of here. Uh, but before we do that, again, le- uh, first episode after Christmas, how was your Christmas? Actually, th- this Christmas was actually really good. I feel like all around, every family member was happy. Friends were happy. You know, I didn't notice like one person felt like they got slighted. Usually there's always that one person like, oh, you know, but no, not this year. 2019 was a good year. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. I mean, it was Helena's second Christmas, which is nuts. Yeah. But uh, her first one is a non-two-week-old. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's her first one technically as a toddler, I guess, um, which is nuts to think about. Uh, As you can see, Sam. As I came down here, I see Greg was busy building things these last (laughs) day and a half. Yeah. Uh, Since 11 o'clock on Christmas Eve, just, I've been, I have the hands of a carpenter. I have... Where's it? Not one bruise. <laughs> I got cut there. Oh, I got to cut there. I got to cut there. Looks I like you're playing bloody knuckles. I got. I know, right? Uh, there's actually a pretty decent one. I can't find it. I don't remember. Man, them, them little there legs go, toys are one, dangerous, dude. dude. Well, they. It's like the sharp little plastic edges, like yeah, that bullshit. Yeah. It feels like paper cuts. Um, yeah. No child's toy should ever be adult assembly required. If you need a power drill to assemble a t- child's <laughs> toy, it ain't a child's toy anymore. Uh, but yeah, we we definitely spoiled her. Her grandparents on both sides spoiled her aunts and uncles. So um, it was a it was a great Christmas to see her finally be able to open gifts and 
Um, I got some cool shit from Santa myself. And, and I think I think now you know it's it's going to be a little different. Each year is going to be more different Christmas for you as being now a father it's, it's, now. It's becoming less about uh, Ashley and I and just more yeah. about Helena, which is the best. Yeah. I'll take that all day. You figure 90% of the gifts are for, her, for Helena. And, and I, the, and little, I, the little corner is to you and Ash. And I still got two Switch games out of it. Of course you did. And you're happy. So I'm happy. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about our haul. What'd you get? Oh, I think mostly like I got a lot of because I, I I always feel weird asking for stuff, so I say sure. like, give me gift cards or something. If you like, I I don't want it that you get me something it don't fit me, then I got to like, oh, it's great. I don't want to put it on a face. I was like, hey, be easy, give me a gift card. I'll go shopping because I wanted to buy new clothes anyway. So I got some Amazon stuff, some Express stuff. Of course, the Amazon's already spent. Good for you. That's how I do. Uh, I was lucky enough to win some scratch offs. I think I won like eighty or ninety bucks. Um, we too got some scratch offs. Well, actually, we didn't get. Actually, we got uh, – that's like a tradition in our family. Yeah, we got 15 bucks in scratch-offs, but we were giving scratch-offs to our little nephews mm. and nieces. So I go to Wawa. They have the machine. Yeah. They don't have the person. So you have to – they don't give back change. You can so get, you just you put like a, a 10 and click it 10 times? Right. So yeah. I got uh, – I put a 20 in. I got two twos, two threes for 10 bucks for them. And I was like, all right, I got 10 bucks left over. Let me just grab a $10 ticket. Bam. So I grab a $10 ticket. I was like, I don't play the lotto very often. We sit in the car, we scratch it off and won 100 bucks. Dude, it's, it the, be- it's the best feeling it was, in the world. It was nice. I was like, okay, this also pays for the car seat. Now, yep. granted, it's already spent and it ain't on us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I, again, that's just part of being a dad. But, yeah, it was pretty cool that the scratch-offs paid off. Anything else you get? Um, that's old people stuff, you know. <laughs> Deodorant, socks. <laughs> I was like, great. But it, it was just, to me, it's more like seeing like my niece, my nieces. Like now, like my one niece basically got a huge trampoline. They hid this humongous trampoline for like a whole week. Like she never knew. Yeah. I don't even know how the hell they did it. But just kind of seeing them, like their joy and and kind of like what Santa did and say, oh my God, like this is like the picture that we caught Santa or something like that. And I think there was, I think my one sister gave like, like footprints. Like there was like Santa's footprints in the house. So it was just cute just to see that. Just like that they keep, you know, Christmas alive. I now feel like, an immature child because I got so many material things. <laughs> yeah, I, I got old people's shit. I don't shop at. Ex- I'm older than Sam too. I don't shop at Express. Uh, Amazon gift cards are useless to me. I, I just shop so much there. It's, it's like I just use my own card. I don't care. Yeah, but I, that saves me money, so I'll use them. I'm not a gift card guy. Like no, and and, and I like and I hey, have, like, here's money. You're forced to spend in one spot. I don't know. No, it's it's and, well, that's actually what I gave this year. I gave everyone cash. Yeah. So and then people yell at me like, "Why are you giving me this?" It's like I can't get you anything right. Like the way yeah. I look at it, it's like we all spend so much money on Christmas. The least I could do is put 40, 50 bucks in your pocket, like help like lighten the load a little bit. But if people get me gift cards, I don't take it as disrespect. I see it like. You get whatever you want. Here it is. To me, it's the thought that counts. You got me anything at all. My brother and I, and then Ashley's brothers and us, we all decided against buying gifts for each other. Okay. Because at this point, I give him a $20 gift card. He gives me it. It washes itself out. Let's just focus on the kids a little bit No, that's basically what it does. So that's what we did. But I'm selfish and I asked for things. So I got some. Uh, Helena got me a Dad, I Love You 3000 I I, I saw the the post. Um, That was like the most special gift. And then there's other things I didn't put in the Instagram post that she got me like a Dad keychain and uh, three Dad books and Dad this and Dad. That was like super cool. Um, Who knew Helena was the shopper? Yeah, I got a year-by-year visual history of Marvel, um, like the comics. Uh, okay, that, that's cool. It's the I big, like thick encyclopedia of every of single year. Um, and I think the reason Santa got that for me was because um, I think he was watching when Ashley and I went to the Marvel exhibit at the Franklin uh. Institute. And Santa overheard me say to Ashley, like, 
That would be a cool uh, book. I or don't something. read comics, but I just wish I could look at the art all day. Yeah, and so I think she heard that loud and clear and got me that. Um, Smart thinking. And then I got two Switch games. One was the Disney and Aladdin. I'm sorry, the Aladdin Lion King combo game that came out last month with okay, four yeah. versions of Aladdin, four versions of Lion King, um, all in one. So got that. I'm halfway through the Genesis version of Aladdin right now. It's really fun. And also got me Ring Fit Adventure. Of course, I'm you did. so psyched. I can't. You actually did get it. <laughs> yeah, I got Ring Fit Adventure, baby, dude. I got the what are they? Called? They got the Ring Con. I got the Ring Con. I got the oh, you got strap. you got everything. Yeah. Well, we dude, gotta add I'm one to... more thing to your haul. I knew my it, motherfucker. Oh wait, what? I snuck something in here for you, without oh. you knowing it, and I got you a little something for Christmas. Oh my god. So let's see what it is. Dude, I saw that, like, I think it was, like, December 18th, and I was like, shit, I, I, I think I, I emailed and said, can you get this here before Christmas, it, it came Dude, that's Christmas banging. Eve, but yeah. I couldn't, I didn't want to get over here, I was like, you know what, I'm going to wait to give it to you on the podcast, and we'll, we'll post a picture, obviously you can't see what it is here, but tell, it is. Tell the folks about it. I, I, where'd I get it, was it red? I think Bill Burr actually put this link out on Twitter. And he said, you know, hey, if you guys like this, blah, blah, blah. So if you're watching The Mandal- Mandalorian and you like Bill Burr, he's there was this. Little... he's got his blasters as he, when he's playing his Mayfield character. Yep. And he's got his two blasters and the one over the shoulder. And it says, Bounty Hunter. So oh, I, Billy Blaster. I legit bought two. One for me, one for you. I, was like, I thought it was fucking perfect. Dude, thank and you I had very to get much. Something. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I, I thought you were fucking with me and you were going to pull a Nintendo Switch out of the bag. And you like, the, didn't tell me. So, about so it. that's why you didn't say nothing. You knew there was a I bag. I knew there, there was a bag in there. I thought it was a switch. No. And I thought when you <laughs> said, I thought you were gonna say, "Oh, and Santa got me one more thing," and like pull it out, and I was gonna go nuts on the show. But uh, fuck, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> he said I was kind of let down, but at the same time, it was a cool gift. So it was a weird medium. I was hoping it was gonna be for you, and then it was for me, and I'm, nah. I'm selfish. So like that was really cool. Um, dude, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Cheers. Yeah, no, we might as well cheers. Cheers, my to- friend. Um, Ashley did get me one more thing after the uh, the Ring Fit Adventure, which I'm going to lose some pounds. And also, going to lose some pounds because I'm drinking a lot of water, that's my what, friend. That's what you just heard. I just cracked my liquid death, baby. Yeah, uh, Ashley got me a case for Christmas, and I said, honey, you don't need to buy it. <laughs> no, but th- I-, I love the fact, though, that she bought you a case. Like, But she loves the water, too. Like, She, she drank more she than drinks you did. More, yeah, she drinks just as much, if not more than So I it's did. not just, hey... You don't just have to believe us two schmucks that this is really good water. His wife outdrank him in the waters. Yeah, again, we want to throw a shout-out to our new friends of the podcast, Liquid Death, liquiddeath.com. Listen, we all, again, we know that uh, death to plastic, right? Plastic's not recyclable anymore. Uh, This can right here is uh, 3% of plastic bottled materials is uh, recyclable. Um, The average aluminum can, it it, uh, contains 70% recycled material. That's what Liquid Death is all about. Recyclable aluminum can Austrian mountain water murder your thirst liquiddeath.com sell your soul for a free case at liquiddeath.com what always killed me you see something with plastic that always that always hurt me that actually brought a tear to my the first time I saw the video I don't know if you saw it there was a boat a turtle comes swimming up to this boat and they pulled plastic out of its nose I oh dude cry. it was heart wrenching yeah. so it's like so like liquid death they're doing yes it might be a little bit pricier than what our normal water is but knowing that it's going to be better for the environment the planet the animals do yourself a favor and try some liquid death. That's why I would definitely recommend uh, selling your soul for the free case because you can try it out. Uh, Legit and, free. Like, we're not and, kidding. Yeah, so just go ahead and sell your soul. Liquiddeath.com. Try it out. 
listen, we only uh, you know we only want to hype up products on this show that we like, that we use, that we enjoy. And I'll tell you, Christmas Eve when I got family over and I'm popping open the Liquid Death, and they're like, "What the hell is that?" I'm He's like, drinking already. Gotcha. And it's a tall boy, so uh, you know this will be my my football drink every Sunday. Well, I mean it's week 17, yeah. but it's I was a like, fact we're, was like, we're in the last the, week. We got to win on Sunday. The Eagles are making a playoff run. Sam, uh, let's do trivia. Seven and a half for me. Four for you, first to 11, win by two. Okay, here we go. How many hour-long stand-up specials does Bill Burr have? That's no CD release, no half hours, no limited vinyl, just straight hour-long specials. The answer is either four or five. I think. (laughs) He's looking at his vent, I think. I'm following his eyes. I'm seeing there's answers posted there or something that I don't know about. To a question I didn't know you were going to ask. Hey, I don't know. It could be I'm cabinets. going through my mental Rolodex of Netflix. Just like, one, uh, uh, one special, uh, two, two specials. Listen, he's got the two. Got got a big spread. Got to get a, get a bitter spread. Uh, one, two, and then the black and white one, which I didn't like. Then the new one. I like the black and white one. I didn't huh. like it at all. Then the new one, which was good-ish. That's at least four. I, kn- I know I loved his, his newer one way more than you did. I'm trying to think if there's a fifth one snuck in there from old Billy Blaster. So, uh, 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 I feel like your choices are going to be three, four, five, six. <laughs> so, I'm going to go, fuck, is there that fifth one in between 2015 and 2019? Did he do a 2017 one? I'm going to go five. I think there's one in there that I'm forgetting, so I'm just going to go five. Six. Okay. <laughs> the whole time I was like, oh, he's going to miss the mark. He's going to be pissed. But, yeah, I, I the triple check. It was six. That's fine. I believe you. But that's why I wanted to make sure there was no CD release, no half hours, no limited release. Booyah. The Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Played in Super Bowl 52 in February 2018. They did. They played in Minnesota. Who was the halftime performer? I think it's someone sucked, didn't it? I'm not saying a thing. I think it sucked. If the Eagles won the Super Bowl, then that... That should be in your head, and maybe you can remember who was the halftime performer for the one Super Bowl that no, matters most n- to the No, because we watched the Super Bowl at Pino's house, and I'm pretty sure when that performer came on, we like or we band, went out. Or band. I have to hear it. I, I, don't, I don't know off memory. Okay, you ready? Yeah. A, Coldplay. B, Justin Timberlake. C, Beyonce. D, Katy Perry. Ugh, Ugh, I don't I like know. any of them. Uh, not one stands out to you? No, no. Dude, like, we didn't watch anything of the halftime show. But you should, I mean, it's the Super Bowl the Eagles won. You got to remember that whole No. The whole thing. I don't. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch the halftime show. One of the things that happened during that halftime show became a meme for a little bit. What was it again? A, Coldplay. B, Justin Timberlake. C, Beyonce. D, Katy Perry. It's all bad. <laughs> I don't. I think I would. They're in Minnesota. I hope it wasn't Beyonce. So I, I'm kind of leaving her off. Just because you hope. <laughs> I'm eliminating her because I don't like, like her like, music. Like, like legit. By the way, as you probably just heard, we have the HVAC Who? pumping. We're gonna have the HVAC all winter. Who is B? So, uh, a. B. A cold. I think you just go. Do I want A, B, C, or D? You just ask. A cold play. B Justin Timberlake. C Beyonce. D Katy Perry. Katy Perry. 
Incorrect. It was Justin Timberlake. Yes. Katy Perry was a couple years before with the Shark People. Remember that? I, I thought she had something. I she knew did jo- the Shark I People. I Justin, Justin Timberlake went back. into the. Remember when he went into the stands and there was that little kid that was on his phone right next to him the whole time and like mm-hmm. didn't remember him. Like, I, I, I legit when I up. when I tell you I legit didn't watch it. Was it. A, it was a meme. Hey, I didn't. I didn't have a shot. Uh, so it's still seven and a half to four. Uh, Sam closing out the year strong. Yeah, oh shit, you're right. Yeah, going into 2020 at seven and a half to four. Oh, I've been at seven and a half for quite a while now. So you know. Uh, so we're in the movie section now, and we're gonna start with the review for you know we've been waiting forever to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, oh, this, not the bit. This is uh, something that after after it came out, we just couldn't wait to talk about it. So we have our review. Fighting at the nip. For Cats. Ugh. Cats special effects render director Tim uh, Tom Hooper's star-studied adaptation of the Broadway classic a lifeless disaster. <laughs> though a few of its more... Though, hold on, though, though, though. Though a few of its more character uh, charismatic cast members, namely Judy Dench and Idris Elba, managed to get a few licks in adding their alluring, ironic camp value. Don't I, let that last sentence I know. sway your number. Four. And a half. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, all the reviews, it was butchered. It bombed at the box office. They are already releasing a new version with updated special effects because they were that bad. They were, they were re, they're re-released like in theaters, mm-hmm. right? Yes, yeah, yeah, correct. And it's like all, it's like Sonic's Look, Dude, like the cast. Like, pull it, fuck it, let's like, go. There's, there's some there's big names in there, there, but it just got annihilated. And, and you also don't release a movie on Star Wars Day. You don't True. do True. it. It's what A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood should have learned from releasing on Frozen 2 Day. True. Wait a week. Shit, wait, wait two weeks. <laughs> two weeks would have two weeks would have been advantageous, but you know. All right, Sam, let's do it. This is going to be completely spoiler free. No need to hit the the skip button um, unless you don't like Star Wars. But uh, everybody's been talking about it, and we want to stay away from spoilers for just one more week. That way, a we can get together our comprehensive thoughts because I'm going to have a shit ton to say Obviously, about it. But 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 our least favorite. Which is going to be our top three. There could be some. We might have to give a spoiler warning for that because mine is definitely. I'm going. I I definitely could just by name, um, but I'm going to stay away from plot spoilers 100% from that. So yeah, if there's a character on mine that um, that you don't know exists yet, if you haven't seen the movie, so maybe skip our top three. We'll do that yeah, at the yeah, end. We'll, yeah, we'll give you a warning for the yeah, top we'll, three. We'll do that yeah. at the end. You might want to skip five minutes for the top three or so. But uh, anyway, yeah, completely spoiler-free Like impressions of the movie. We're going to wait a week to do our spoiler cast. That way everybody has another chance to see it, and we can get together our comprehensive thoughts because you know, much like Game of Thrones and all the other things, I have a list, and I have – like I want to – Type out my full list and print it out and have it with me so I don't forget any points because I want to talk about this movie, but I want to do it with you. Yeah. I don't want to do it with anybody else right now because I'm not in the mood to fight over it. I'm not in the mood yeah. to like I, have a debate I, I think with a Star Wars fan. It's all, you're always going to – it's going to be opinions. You're always going to battle each other. To me, it's – you like the film or you didn't. Right. And it, and I don't – like I think that this world is fucked up enough that people don't want to be friends with people based on – their opinion on a movie like if i told a star wars fan i hated the movie they would not want to hang out with me because i didn't like a star wars movie there are people out there that feel oh, that way sh- it's, it's it's sad that it's sad that people yeah. that way so i don't want to like lose any friends or get into a fight i just you know i'm gonna start with your spoiler free impressions of the film before i give you mine because we do differ on the film in in some cases but i I'm think sure, majority sure. of it we feel very similar yeah and i think i even because I, I actually talked sean mrc tech a couple days ago and I kind of said I think me and Greg were kind of the same on the movie like I think we just said it was just like okay like there, I just didn't feel like there was any like I, I did like okay perfect example Mandalorian episode 7 the ending were you hyped like I, my adrenaline I was on the edge of my seat 
this movie, I was not on the edge of my seat. I was sitting back relaxed. I thought this film was a tale of two films. I thought the first half was substantially better than the second half, although the first half wasn't perfect. I think it's got its problems. I think the first four scenes of the film take place in four different locations that I'm like, uh, how do they get there? How do they get there? What happened here? Why is this person in that costume? Like, I, I think that was a problem for me, although, like, it being a Pokemon fan, who absolutely adores and loves Sword and Shield when Sword and Shield is one of, if not the most controversial games ever released in the Pokemon franchise. And like, it's so divisive. I'm on the side of, I loved it. So like, I get it when Star Wars fans say, I love this movie yeah. because it's their franchise. And I, but I, you know, people can say, Oh, you loved Sword and Shield. Cause you're just a Pokemon nut and blah, blah, blah. I promise you, I didn't. I made that oath. On this podcast, before I review this, I'm going to go into this 100% unbiased. I'm going to go into this 100%. Is this game great? Is it fun? Did I enjoy it? And I walked away after 24 hours of gameplay after I beat it and said, I fucking loved it. So I get it when people say they like this movie or they love this movie. I just didn't. Yeah. I just didn't love this movie. I'm going to read you the tweet that I said upon uh, seeing this movie. Uh, Where are we at? I actually said two things. I couldn't contain it in just 140 characters. Uh, I will say this. My current list, Empire Strikes Back, A New Hope, Force Awakens, Return of the Jedi, and then Rise of Skywalker. I would put it at number five on my list. Just See, I, I haven't really thought of uh, the whole list yet. But yeah. I, I would probably em- – Empire is definitely one or two. I think that's me. almost consensus. Yeah, I, I think everyone – if it's not one, it's your two. You know what I mean? It's It, it doesn't go – further down than that um this is my tweet that was just the that was the most just okay movie i've ever seen pretty fun deeply flawed flawed kind of a hot mess but as a pokemon diehard that absolutely adored sword and shield despite its many many flaws i get why star wars fans loved it the script is a two out of ten and i stand by that the hugely redeeming qualities of this film that i absolutely loved because you asked me when we walked out of that theater you said I said, well, I thought it was fun. You said, well, what did you love about it? And I didn't have an answer. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, nothing. You know, I thought about it. I loved the sound design. I loved the score. And I loved the visual effects. To me, all okay. A+. Plus. I also appreciate what some of the cast did with the rubbish, garbage writing that they were given. Yeah. Namely, I think Ray did a really nice job, and I think Daisy Ridley and I think the, Adam Driver did a nice job. Given the them two that they did, were the, did the best date with the script that they had, they 100%. did the best that they could do. Hundred percent. I, I agree. Like after we when we saw we both, we, we both couldn't really think of. See, I, his character did shit to me. I think it was the writing more than him. I think his performance in the writing that he was given was good. Yeah, I I would have rewrote. His everything ent- <laughs> the whole dude, movie. dude for him eight and nine him and finn everything gets rewritten so, every single thing like colin trevorrow was supposed to write this movie right he was the jurassic world guy they oh, he, they kick him out well jurassic world was okay to me the fallen kingdom, fallen kingdom, was kingdom shit. that was it um then they bring in jj because trevorrow's version wasn't approved it wasn't good enough jj was rushed he Made some weird decisions. So this movie, just like Sword and Shield, I see a lot of similarities, was pretty rushed uh, to make this my t- it was all, By the way, it was delayed. It was supposed to come out in May. Yeah, they it was. It to December, so. You know, I do – We now thinking about it, like I did have the same two that you had of your favorites, the score, special yeah, effects. John Williams' great, last great, Star his last Wars one. film, yeah. And the three is a minor spoiler if you're not watching Mandalorian, that – 
Thank God they didn't touch Baby Yoda. Right. Thank fucking God. Yeah. Thank God Mandalorian wasn't in it. Because if not, God forbid. I didn't even want to see. Now. I didn't want to see any of them. There Please. was. There was. I'll. I'll. When we do the spoiler thing next week, we maybe talk more about it. Maybe we won't. There is a piece of the Mandalorian that does make an appearance at the end of the film. Uh, when you have a lot of things happening on the screen, one of the things is is the Mandalorians. But you didn't like see Mando though. No. Okay. okay. No, 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 no. That's but uh so Okay, I... again. The jokes for me, maybe for other people you guys laughed. I didn't laugh once. I agree, I have that written down. I have like just a couple of Okay, okay, points. you got some points. Um No no, go ahead. Oh no, I just I guys, I, I thought I didn't laugh I swear to you, I didn't laugh one time. And and even I did, I chuckled once. I, I don't told, remember the joke though. Pro, well, yours might have been the um, uh, when he's like, "Oh, I'm okay." Where they didn't ask if he was okay. Okay, nah. but the one. Oh no, it was when C3PO. So, yeah, said, I'm okay. No, I'm okay. And I didn't laugh. I was like, "Huh," but <laughs> it, it was funny because I told Alex that. And Alex was like, "Huh?" He's like, "That's funny because you're usually a pretty easy laugher." Sure. He said, "That's not a good sign for me." And I was like, "Well, I'm just being honest, man. Like, I went and opened. I, I wanted like, I felt like I went in like, fuck this film. I hate it. It's like, come on, just. Oh, we went in. We went in psyched. I, I went in just. Just be better. It be better than eight. Let's yeah. go. I will say, shout out to Nishamini. Great atmosphere. Yep, loved it. For eight o'clock in the morning, I was very comfortable. But and it wasn't just me not laughing. Like I felt like the theater. The joke hit. Well, silence. Silence. There was zero, and we had a packed theater. Packed, and it never like dude. Usually jokes hit. There was I, no clapping. I think nine just missed the mark. There was no clapping. There was no when somebody came on screen. When there was a major character from the past that comes on screen, the place would have yeah. erupted. Nothing. No, Crickets. Nothing. Even the ending. Yeah. It, no one clapped. I heard what, like two a claps? random like, and I was like, uh, was that CJ? <laughs> gotcha. Uh, so I, I I do you know I get it when people say they love it. Uh, because you're a Star Wars fan, but as a film man, this was this was really really flawed. I have three F's, <laughs> kind of. It was really really flawed, um, deeply deeply flawed. Really 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 fast paced. I'm talking like all those reviews that say you don't have time to reflect on what just happened before something else happens. To me, was a hundred percent right. I was like, oh my god, that's so cool. Oh my god, something else already happened. I almost missed it. Um, and I would also say fucking predictable. That's my yeah, third F. It, dude. It's, it was so predictable. It felt like, like, I, 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 there's no way I was the only one thinking, oh, that's going to happen next. Like, there's no way I'm the only one that was right. Everyone, I feel like 90% of the people were like, oh, 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 they're, oh, even, yeah, they're even the two major twists about oh. Ray, um, and Ben or Kylo. Yeah. I think both of their big twists were both extremely predictable. And there is, dude, I wasn't even even a big twist everyone because was like they were so predictable. this huge twist i went there like oh man i wonder what the twist is and like when it happened i was like and they threw it in like a one line i was like really yeah, yeah. come on about ray you mean yeah that's yeah, yeah, that's 100%. you know i was like come on um there's also a part where they're they're at the ending there are two twists kind of meet and that was horrible um Horse extre- shit. extremely forced i think that's forced. another f word we can throw in and there. people were forced. like oh, i love the chemistry i was like the fuck are you watching? Yeah, they, I, I was like, there was no chemistry there because the writing was so bad. I think the actors do a nice job when they're on screen together. I really, really do. Like, I think Ray. I mean, I, her character. They do the best with they with the script allowed them. Exactly to do. what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So like, I don't want to say they didn't have chemistry because they didn't work. I want to say they didn't have chemistry because the writing didn't work. I think yeah, they I are both good that. actors. Um, I think Daisy really gets so much shit undeserved. I think Adam Driver, it, it, I think Kylo Ren was written very dry. Um, and I just think he did the best. I also noticed that in this film, they completely 
change the way he sounds under his mask yeah. because they couldn't understand shit in The Force Awakens. I think they did a really nice job with how you can understand him now. I agree with you 100%. Not funny. Yeah. Not, just It wasn't funny. When you think about like Endgame, Endgame, the one redeeming quality that that movie had to me, because I thought that was a disappointing movie too, it was fucking hilarious yeah. at points. Um, they The Avengers movies most of the times are. There was one character, and I didn't particularly like her, um, in The Last Jedi, and unfortunately, nobody else did either. They really did her dirty in this film. I'll say it just Rose. Oh, God. They, yeah. they did her dirty, man. They kind of fucked her over in this film, and that's, that to me was undeserved. They listened to the fans' hatred of her character yep. and what she did in Last Jedi, and they unfortunately gave the fans what they wanted for this movie in one line. Yep. And it, and I was like, you're really, that's it for her? This is she her. Is. She's arc. She, she's lucky if she had two minutes of screen time. And it and that to me, I think they did her dirty. They listened to the fans in the wrong way. I give her a chance to redeem herself again. The Last Jedi. That to me, if Rose, it was, it was how it was written. It was terrible. Rose would have been an acceptable character to me. Acceptable, not good. Acceptable if that whole crash kiss didn't happen. That was whole rewritten. That was that awful. whole fucking thing taken was, out. You never hear about it again, by the way. But they, I think they honestly did her dirty. I, I. I think that's a little bit of a disservice. Coming from someone who doesn't like her character, her as a person, you don't listen to the fans that hate her and say, okay, here's what we're going to do. They do X to her in this movie, and it happens in one line very quickly. You'll understand it right away when you see it, and you're going to say, well, that's fucked up. Uh, They tried hard to get – there's this new character, uh, Babu Frick, the little – it's a little little dude who fixes and, things, and he didn't. He, he didn't do it for me. They tried so hard to get him over as like a baby mm-hmm. face in wrestling. They tried mm-hmm. sort of Roman Reigns, and they did to a lot of no, fans. I was going to say I saw a lot of Twitter like, "Oh, bitter frick" or whatever, but, and he <laughs> Papu like frick. I don't even remember his name, so you, you didn't leave him. Like you weren't even worth the smile. They to me. tried to make him the BB-8. Yeah, or, or, the like, por- or the Porgs. To, to sell the next toy, that's how Disney works. And I was like, no. Yeah, they tried real hard to get him over her. I don't know what the gender is. It was played by a female, so maybe we'll just go her. And it, it, that thing just didn't land. Yeah. It, it wasn't funny. Nope. It tried to be. It wasn't funny. Um, you know, I won't give again. There's no plot spoilers here. It's just, you know, I, and I think a lot of casual fans, especially kids, will love this character. I yeah, really of course, do. Yeah. I think people being new to the franchise. I literally think it's the one newly introduced character that people can connect with this in this in this movie. I think every yeah, so other everyone else that, you're good. that that was introduced for the first time in this film f- fell in their fucking face. That's yep. just honestly. Um, so I, I think that and and the last bullet point I had um, is just the plot making the sense and making the sense. Dude, I, I I thought about it. I watched the YouTube videos and the guys that I I I think Charlie agreed like. He Emergency just, awesome for emer- those who want to check him out. On YouTube, you know, he dropped some r- really good videos about a bunch of shit. But he basically said the same thing. Like, I just thought it was okay. Yeah. Like, I think he legit. I think I texted you the same thing. Charlie agreed with us. Yeah. Like, it it didn't do anything for me. I think I told you. I said, I may never watch eight or nine again. Sam and I. In life. I was hoping. I left my keys in the theater. So I, like, ran back in the theater. And I was walking back. I was like, man, I hope he is still here. Because I didn't see <laughs> you to tell you where I was going. Yeah. You could have just thought I left. And so I was like, I hope he's here because I want to talk about it. And we spent about 10, 10, 15 yeah. minutes standing out in the hallway of the mall just talking about the film. And my first words to you were, you know what? I thought that was pretty fun, but I thought it was really flawed. And you're like, what was fun about it? I was like. And you didn't say nothing. Uh, yeah. I said it was, um, I liked the first half. I thought the second half was horrible. I thought yeah. the ending was horrible. I yeah. thought the it made no sense. I thought the way 
Um, this is not a spoiler. You hear Palpatine's voice literally in the trailers, yeah. and you also hear him in Fortnite, and you know yeah, he's we heard in his the, laugh. Yeah, come you on. know he's in yeah. the movie. Um, so th- what they did with Palpatine was horrible. Yeah. Um, the way that the film ended with his arc was horrible, and finally, the way that they undid what Ryan Johnson did in eight, especially with the Snoke character, was horrible. Yeah. It was all horrible. <laughs> it was still. It, I remember why I looked over. I think I looked over and you. I was like, "That's terrible," or something. I just you, I, at one point I kept like looking at you to see if you had any enjoyment. Like, does Sam hate joy? Does he hate smiling? <laughs> dude, I looked over and I just didn't see a single smile. And I like, and, and that's not like me. I saw you grin one time, but I think you were just getting something out of your teeth because I don't think you dug this movie. Oh, I, at I all. did have that protein bar. <laughs> Seriously, I might have. Been. <laughs> like I saw like a little like a dude. I might have like my gum wrapper to get it out. Oh my god! I, I just was waiting for you to like emote, and it, I, you just didn't it, show anything. You had I, a poker face for I two just, and a half hours. I just thought like you know, being for like a Star Wars, being Disney, I just thought that they would have had a better plan, a better mm-hmm. just I don't know. It, it it just missed for me. But hey, for everyone that's loving it, like I'm, I'll never take the wind out of yourselves. If you love it, great. Don't let me. Let my opinion dissuade from seeing the film. Go see this film for yourself. See, maybe you will love it. Yeah. But I, I just know that I know I'm not alone that I feel the same way. You know, that I feel about this way about this movie. The, with this film, um, I, it's so funny because usually we say bad films like – so this was a two-and-a-half-hour movie. I think 224, 221. We oftentimes with bad movies say, man, you can feel it. It was yeah. really long and you can feel it. When we walked out of there, I said – Man, that felt like two and a half hours, but it could have benefited from another half hour because it – to me, and I still stand by that. If this was a three-hour movie, to me, once you're over two hours, I'm in. Like I got to put my hands in my pockets, put a toothpick in my eyelids and just hope to stay awake. One thing I also noticed about that movie, me and you were checking our phones quite often. I checked it uh, probably like – Seven to ten times minimum. I would I would even go for the over yeah. on that bet. Just quickly. Like you know, just, just quick, just checking check. the time. But to me, that's a bad sign. Agree. There's um, a lot of movies this year that up, I didn't you pick got up my phone and, You got up Shut and up. rocked a piss. Dude. You came back and you didn't say what I miss. I was waiting. I was like taking mental notes of the things you missed when you rocked a piss. And I was like, I could tell him about X. And then like, and it was a big thing that yeah. potentially would have happened. And you came back. And by the way. 30 seconds after you come back, they resolved it. So I was like, well, fuck. That, that was kind of <laughs> lame. Dude, I remember, like, I didn't ask you. I just sat down. Just like, sat, sat right. back down. I was like, is he going to ask me? Like, do I get to say a word? <laughs> uh, but I think, honestly, this movie could have benefited from being a half hour longer. And and because they would have had more time to not rush so effing fast I, everything. I don't know if I can co-sign that. It's just the way that it was written. I don't know if there was anything that, did, like, I don't know if, they, if there was anything more they could have done to save the story that they were trying to tell me. Here is where you're going to disagree with me a hundred percent maybe i would like to see this again Oof. <laughs> <laughs> i had to like take back i am not going to edit out that pregnant pause this the, the amount of Keep time that, that sam waited to fucking answer um and here's why i'd like to see it oh, again my god i watched a show two weeks ago or a week ago and I really, I really loved it. And we're actually going to talk about it today. And I told Ashley I about it. I, talk, I talked to <laughs> Ashley about it. And I said, have you had any interest? She's like, yeah, I had interest in the show for a while. So last night, 9 o'clock, I was like, uh, which was Wednesday, Christmas night, 9 o'clock Christmas night. I was like, she's like, well, Christmas is over. Like, you know, I was like, okay, well, done. And what I do to get Ashley into shit, I don't ask her because she'll always say no. I just, just put, put it, it on. on. So I put it on and we watch it. 
And I'm watching it for the second time in two weeks, and I thought it was so impactful the first time, even better the second watch. Yeah. So I think second watch is always the best. So I think with this movie, I can maybe pull some of the positives out the second time. But I also now that I know what happens and I'm not waiting for the twists and I can anticipate them a little bit better. Maybe the other things that happen earlier can make a little bit more sense. Maybe I won't feel as rushed because I I anticipate a little bit yeah. more. So I want to see it again to see if I still get the feeling of. I'm kind of bored, but I'm kind of having fun. I love the look of this movie. Yeah. It looks stunningly gorgeous, I, but do I care? And I think after nine films, if you just stuck with the original three, four, five, and six and made it one, two, and three, here's the rise and fall of Darth Vader, even just the fall because the rise is kind of the prequels. I'm kind of like, cool. If seven, eight, and nine never existed, I think we'd be okay. Yeah, I I, I would co-sign that. I'm glad that they do exist because I like the story of Rey. I just think it ended so piss poorly. I won't say it's on Game of Thrones season eight level. Um, I'm not like mad about it. It's just Star Wars to me. I it's mean, cool. But... Now, now thinking about like I, I saw like obviously you've seen a lot of people on Twitter make their list, and and yeah. I can't just make a list like that. For me, like if I do decide to do that list, I will. I, I guess I'll rewatch be, everything. It will be Sam's first original tweet in years. Yeah, I he's usually a retweeter. I, I, I rarely tweet anything, <laughs> but like I like honestly, I would have to like legit watch yeah. them all again and like and, and and give him like a number and give him a number grade and kind of and then formulate where I'm going to go from there. Mm-hmm. So I think that maybe eventually that's what I'm going to do. So maybe some sometime in 2020. We'll uh, have our full, at least my full list. Now you said you never need to see this movie again. Discount like. Outside of you doing it for maybe your potential list. So you have no urge to just ever, hey, Sam, yo, you're over. We want to hang out. You want to watch Star Wars? And you'd be like, nah, I'm good. Well, I mean, I'd like I would like, let me jump to eight and nine. Yeah, like, there's you're, so you're right many other that. ones I'd watch. Like, dude, I'd rather watch Phantom Menace. At least I get a little bit of Darth Maul. You know, I'd be like, okay, That's cool. That's true. You know, at least I get that. I get to, you I know, get Darth to see, uh, what's his name? Uh, Liam Neeson getting a cool battle and get to see my boy. Qui Gon Jin. So it's, you know. But yeah. I- I'm never jumping to eight and nine. I might even watch Han Solo before. That's saying something. That was a bad movie. Uh, yeah, so this whole seven, eight, and nine, without spoilers, rank those three at least for me. Seven, nine, eight. Yeah. I would say seven, nine. Then eight. eight. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, like, so big wait, let me take pause, a sip of water. Big time pause. Let it fall, let I, it fall, I, let I, it fall. Like, okay, real quick, I got to just I know blast IGN. I know you got to do it. IGN put their freaking list out, and they, they're thinking. Now, remember that these are, this is not IGN. It's the independent reviewer's thoughts, and all nine films had different reviewers. They so you got to give them a little bit of it. episode eight a 9.7. The fix is in. There's no way that, I don't even think Sean MRC Tech can defend that film at a 9.7. Well, especially because he said recently that he's kind of down on it now. About time. Yeah. But I'm, I'm glad, hey, it, it was a very, it took, it was a, took a, uh, a strong man to admit that. I know it hurt Sean. He never wants to falter on Star Wars ever, but I just can't agree with a 9.7. Sorry. Maybe like a 6. Now we're coming yeah, to my life. Because I'm at like a six for Jet for Skywalker. So no, and, and no, and that's why I want to rewatch. Like I don't, I can't just pick out a grade. Like I, I could say eight, seven. I want to physically after I see the movie, write it down in the moment, write it down because that's yeah. the truest my number is going to be. Jedi, Jedi. I would honestly watch seven and go right to nine. I can skip eight forever. Like I, and it's crazy when I remember walking out of the theater for eight and saying, "Yeah, that was meh." I said it on Instagram live. I was like, "Yeah, it was meh." For this, I think it was meh. But I want. I would like to still see it. Eight Jedi. could be my least favorite Star Wars film of all time. 
It could uh, be. Rogue One is still mine, and I know that's not a popular opinion. Well, it's not in the original nine, though. Out of the nine, uh, episode one probably, or episode two. Episode two. Attack of the Clones. Yeah, that, that blows. Clones blows. Probably, <laughs> probably Jedi, then Phantom Menace, then Clones is probably my least favorite. I would say Jedi was more enjoyable to me than, uh, than, than Phantom Menace. I like... Maul, I love Qui-Gon. I hate everything. You start your movie off with International Trade Federation. How fucking boring. Oh, my God. And then you introduce Jar Jar? Jeez, get out of here. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's, that's what it suffers from, Jar Jar. Right, so we're going to go into our top three, which is our top three least, top three least favorite characters from episode nine. They could be new or from oh. the, the older ones. Oh. Maybe they're writing or whatever. But this is where the minor spoilers are going to be. Well, no, maybe just in name alone. Yeah, mine could be major. If you consider it is major, I would say. So if you didn't see the film episode nine, skip our top three. Skip five minutes. Um. All right. So my number three was the droid, Dio. Um, they introduced this new droid, Dio, too many fucking droids in this movie. You have R2-D2, you have C-3PO, you have BB-8 in the film, and now you introduce another droid, Dio, who tries to talk a little bit. It's actually uh, voiced by J.J. Abrams, and I, he tried to tell jokes. It wasn't funny. He didn't really serve a purpose. So for me, Dio was a complete miss, just like uh, our boy uh, Babu Frick. Number two, Zori Bliss. This was J.J. Abrams saying to his friend, Carrie Russell, hey, do you want to part in my movie? You never have to show your face. You can be on screen for like four minutes. Poe can want to fuck you. And here's millions of dollars. She was pointless to the story. She was pointless character. She had no point in the the universe. Um, I I just, I, I think she missed completely. And the number one was General Pride. He was played by Richard E. Grant. And, oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, And literally on the red carpet of the premiere, somebody said, hey, Richard, what is your character? Like General Pride. He goes, I don't know. And this was after he made the movie. Oh, he had no point. He, they, you don't know any backstory of him. He just kind of exists. They throw them in. They throw him in the film like you kind of already know uh, who he is. So my assumption is that the prequel novels or prequel comics or whatever came out to like get you ready, you had to have read them to understand who he is. Otherwise, he's just another guy who's a bad guy. He's just another heel, just another villain, just another Hux, General Hux. Uh, so, like, I, I have all of these characters on my list because, to me, without them in the film, it's the exact same movie. Yeah. They have no relevance to the plot for me. And I want to caveat this. My final thing about this top three is my three, two, and one are not three is my least or my most least favorite, whatever. My Yeah, you, you just threw three together. I just threw the yeah. three, and they are literally all equal. This is 33.3, 33.3. Yeah. And I think 3. I'm going to do the same because I'm like, I don't think I can have an order. What, what I, the There's no order for me because to me, they were all equally pointless. And without them, the movie is still the same. Yeah, I, I mean, one you could say, you, you kind of feel bad for her, but it kind of rose. There was just no point for her being in there. It's yeah, like, they they did her dirty. It's I just like, what are you doing there? Uh, two would be Jana. She was my number three. I deleted it because I wanted to put Dio on there, but Jana, that, that's, you'll all learn. Yeah, she is pointless. You'll learn, and then like, oh, 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 you maybe you're the last one. Uh, no, get the fuck. Out she of is here. equally as pointless. I I was just like, no, and last. 
I, I would probably say Finn. I dude, he had eight and no business being like I, I don't understand his character, his line. I didn't I didn't like anything. Yeah. I didn't like anything of his character it's, did in eight and nine. It's nothing. It's tough to do a spoiler free character list, especially for Finn. Yeah. Because you want to say why you don't like him outside of he was Jesus pointless. Christ. But we'll definitely talk about him next week when we get into the spoilerific stuff for Star Wars. Um, yeah, next week I thought we would do moments just because just, it's, just, yeah, just give spoilers. more people. Okay, that's fine. Uh, but maybe we'll think of a new one. Who knows? But yeah, we want to give you another week to see it. Those were our impressions. But again, whether we loved it or hated it, see the freaking movie for yourself. Don't right. give a shit what critics say. If you enjoy the film, sing it. Yeah, and like I said, I liked Adam Driver in this movie. Um, Adam Driver was also recently in another movie uh, that just came to Netflix called Marriage Story. He's in it with Scarlett Johansson, who is in obviously another Disney character with Marvel, um, Black Widow, who has her own film coming out. So you have a lead cast of Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver. They're a married couple that are going to get divorced. Um, or that are getting divorced, you know that going into the movie, and it's the story of their marriage falling apart and getting and them getting a divorce, and how hard that can be, not just on them, but the people around them, yeah. including their son. So I was like, okay, I'm married, I'm depressed, let me just watch this to get Let me jump bit. into depression. Yeah, I have a, I have a child and, <laughs> and a wife now, so let me see how this is going to end for me. Uh, so I watched it on, I think Monday, maybe Tuesday, it was Tuesday Christmas Eve? Yeah. Then it was Monday. I watched it Monday. Um, I'm off for the week. So I had just Helena and I. She was taking a nap. Let me just throw on this movie. I heard really good things. I heard really good things. So I was like, okay, got to jump in, make my own opinion. And you know me. I like the slower burn, character driven, yeah. dialogue heavy. Uh, Which I, I would think this movie is. Indie film. This definitely has a lot of really good Scarlett Johansson monologues. Yeah. And Adam Driver delivered to me one of the. Not only his best performance ever, and he was fucking awesome in Black Klansman. Uh, I thought his performance as a father of a son who, in his perception, gave up X, Y, and Z to be a good husband and father and regrets it. And the way he emotes that, holy shit, man. And like how divorce could be. So fucked from a financial standpoint, from a from a marital standpoint, obviously from a family standpoint, and like from a sacrifice standpoint, this was one of the best movies of the year. I was I was gonna say this sounds like it's gonna be in your top three. I don't know. I don't know. I saw a lot of good movies. I mean, it sounds like it's not gonna be a good film. Just me. That's not something that's gonna tickle my fancy. You're an action guy. You're not a two people in a room talking about how they hate each other guy. Yeah. Just I. I I don't want to. I'm not in the mood for. I'm not. You got to be in the right mental state for that. In a divorce. In a divorce, a lot of things get said. Of course. Right. Some things you mean. Some things you don't. But Adam Driver looks Scarlett Johansson in the eye and says, "Every morning when I wake up, I hope you die in a fucking car accident." (laughs) And at that moment. I was like, I feel his hurt, yeah. but he's also a dick yeah. <laughs> for saying right. that. Yeah, and then that's, I mean, that's tough. And like the power, I think that's what it was, man. The power of their performances. I felt like they were a real married couple going through a divorce. Yeah. They they totally sold me. This isn't Black Widow and Kylo Ren okay, making good, a love good, child. Good, this good. is Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson delivering really good character-driven performances. So it's on Netflix. It's free if you have Netflix. You can watch it right now. I can't recommend it enough. One of the best films of the year. I don't know if it's going to land on my top three just yet uh, because I saw so many good movies this year. Yeah, I'll, I'll be – but it's, this it's weekend is my project is to, is to pick out my movies, TV shows, yeah. games. Yeah. yeah. I have every list done 
except Jesus for Christ. the movies. The movies is the only one because I have a couple more on the backlog I want to watch. And, and to be honest, like off. I feel like I didn't watch that many movies this year. Movies? Uh, I watched more TV than oh, movies. Oh, I was hardcore. Like TV done. I played more Obviously, games. games like... I played more games than movies. I know. I I actually what you don't know is in my top three everything. I also put my predicted top for three for me. you on see. every one of them. So I and I think I'm gonna <laughs> nail your games three, two, one in order. I think I'm gonna nail. Well, my one shouldn't be a certain. That's one yeah. should be. Fine. I think I'm gonna nail your TV shows. I don't know about the order and the movies. I have no idea. I do. I would whatsoever. say because I have no idea. So you, if you, I know, you know my three I know things. one of them. I just and I think it'll be two. But uh, I don't know where else that's going to land. Did you see – wait, when's the new Bond come out? 2020? Yeah. That's a 2020. Yep. Okay, so that will be next year. Uh, but yeah, anyway, Marriage Story, really good film. Uh, a Quiet Place Part 2 is getting a trailer on New Year's Day. Great time to drop a trailer. Oh, great, definitely great when we're all hungover. But, I mean, I, I don't know where they're going to go from this. Um, I, a library. That's where they need to go. If you don't put this fucking movie in a library, you're missing. I I enjoyed the first one. There was some plot holes, but for what for what it was, I, I enjoyed scene. it. The goddamn bridge. There was scene. there was a couple things. The light. How did they? You know, there, there was a lot of things. But I, I digress. I will say that even though the bathroom scene was f- flawed, it was pretty tense. Yeah, go I, off. I, I, my, I was puckered. Once he was in the house, I was all puckered <laughs> up. <laughs> a new Jackass film is coming March fifth, twenty twenty one. R.I.P. Ryan Dunn. I yeah. just I hope that the I, I kind of hope the original cast comes back as you know as I just they can. Wanna, I just want to see all the guys at least do one stunt because like for me I don't like just, you guys I I grew up watching CKY2K from one two three four like from Bam when that's how Bam got started Brandon D McKill all them guys like that's so when I see Jackass that's the first thing I think of is a CKY so me like I I got I got kind of excited yeah because it's just like oh shit brought off the past you don't want a forty five year old Johnny Knoxville dropping through an ice lake and freezing I don't I don't know man like they were always entertaining to me I always I always laughed I always could leave my brain at the pe- door they're different people you know, Steve O was a different person wa- watch Bam of course they were they were on drugs person. they were drinking I was watching the one clip where they, they, Brad Pitt was on it like he gets kidnapped that's they what do I the, hope they I do like the, the gorilla like that was awesome if they could do what they did in the CKY videos I think it'd be great I think there would also be a lot of fun like celebrity cameos that could be that's fun. what we need that's that, what we need that could be fun Get up, just, Brad Pitt. just don't make what I'm hoping they don't do is just make a new jackass generation generation with a whole new cast like yeah. that to me oh, is okay. That we if I don't know any of these guys, if it's not the original or most we, of the original. To be fair, we didn't know any of these guys when they first came on the screen, though. We were years but, ago. But again, we, we were we were thirteen years old seeing these guys. You know, jump off a hill in a, in a cart, throw a stick at a car. It's a ninety six. Like there's a lot of <laughs> still my favorite. Wipe stunt. a shit on the guy's face and say congratulations, congratulations. Like there's just come on. Now they could do that again though. They could bring in new people and it could be funny. I just don't. I'm I'm. At a point where I'm not rushing to the theater to go watch Jackass. So if I am, a new cast isn't oh. what's going to bring me to that theater. I mean, hey. It's going to be the returning guy. Oh, it's 2021. I was like, if I don't use my Fandango gift card I just got, Fandango. I don't know. Do they have a expiration date? I hope not. If it's a gift card. God, I, I, I got to check. You got shorted <laughs> on that one. Uh, the New Mutants trailer is coming in January. We don't know when. But if the film is still set for an April 3rd release. What a fucking dumpster fire. And, and, and you still and you and you're still on, don't think it's coming you're on record saying it's never getting released. I still think it's coming to Hulu. This movie is coming to Hulu. It's not coming out in theaters. If it gets comes out, if this comes out in theaters, it lasts a week and gets pulled. The, the way I look at it, they spent millions. They, they, they reshot this whole film. Games so it's, get canceled deep in development all the time. 
but not not well. shooting it twice. I think at this point, it's like, guys, okay, we're gonna lose millions. Let's put it out. Let's see if we can recoup something. Maybe they'll like it, but probably they not. Will not. <laughs> this movie, if this gets more than a ten on Rotten Tomatoes, I will on Instagram do something. I don't know what yet. I will do something that will be wholly embarrassing that can be screen screen grabbed and sent yeah. on the internet for life, and I can be in infamy. This is this is I have zero faith in this film. I never ever think it's gonna. Like I guess that if if I'm wrong and it comes out in theaters, it's getting pulled within seven days. I'm gonna say I I have to say it because I want it. What you did I wait, wait so long? You can long. wait until it's free. Yeah, true. Believe me, you can wait. I, I'm not it. running. You won't have to wait long. I'm not like shit. I didn't even run to see Star Wars. Like if that opportunity like falls in my lap like it did, I'm like okay. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even think that I wouldn't put it past this movie to do what. Oh man, I think. I can't remember what just did. Well, like the Fantastic Four reboot? No, no. Some movie recently, like in the last two months, got a theatrical release in select theaters, but majority released on Netflix. I wouldn't be surprised if this movie was... That could the- be like Code 8. Was, That's what Code 8 is. That was yeah. it. That is being theatrically released in select theaters, okay. like 100 across the country, uh, maybe 200 across the country, maybe less. And then uh, also maybe a hundred, yeah, hundred across the country, and then on Hulu for anybody else to, to watch. Like I, I see no path for this movie being successful. The only thing is, if it gets so much shit for being bad, it can turn into a cult classic. Like so bad, it's good. That's the wow. only way this movie, and that won't happen for five, ten years. I can see it being a Boondock Saints, The Room, like these. I just well, never Boondock saw, Saints is actually I, a good movie. I but. just can't see that the new, like the new mutants are like. It's going to R-rated like they wanted to be. I don't, I don't know. It's gonna, Maybe I'm wrong. It's going to blow. Maisie Williams is not going to be able to save that film. We all know it. James Cameron believes that Avatar 2 will beat Avengers Endgame at the box office. You cocky old bastard. I mean, hey, I would. I forget what would they beat it by, like $60 million. It was something like that, but I just... What, Endgame beating Avatar 1? Yeah, I just think it's a little cocky to be saying, like, yo, that film made two and a half. You better hope there's still love for Avatar 2. What if it bombs? All the money they lose for three, four, five? I don't know how Avatar 2 is, is going I, to... I still don't know how Avatar made that much money, number one. It's ten years later. Like, I just don't see how that movie... The audience that watched that movie and loved it has moved on. Yeah, I, I don't they know. moved on. If you were 30, you're now 40. If you were 20, you're now 30. If you were a kid, you've seen so many other movies that Avatar's a forgotten franchise. There's no TV series tie-in. No. There's no good but video games. If, There's no toys. But what if Nothing. it legit comes back and it just blows up? And it, Why was Avatar 1 so successful? Because it came out of nowhere. It Not was 3D. only that. It was 3D. Because three, it was the it was most like the first, revolutionary yeah, 3D, 3D yeah. movie ever at the time. It revolutionized what modern day 3D could be. That hook is gone. What are they going to do? 5D? There's already 4D now in select theaters where you can get the whole experience. Yeah, I, the, I never did that. I want to. I want to do yeah, that. I, I would never like to do that one. for Star Wars, actually. Um, but anyway, I, I can... Do you smell space? <laughs> <laughs> what is that from? I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, but anyway, speaking of the box office, we have our box office top 10 for this past week. Number 10 falling all the way from number 5, Black Christmas at $1.8 million. Number 9 falling from number 6. By the way, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood already off the top 10. Uh, that's what happens when you release against Frozen 2. Number 9, falling from number 6, Ford v. Ferrari at $1.8 million. Number 8, falling from number 7, Queen and Slim at $1.8 million as well. Number 7, falling from number 4, I Heard Good Things, and I'd like to see this movie eventually, at $2.5 million is Richard Jewell. Number 6, all the way up 
from number 19, a 1,500% increase at $5.1 million is Bombshell. Number five falling from number three at $6.5 million is Knives Out. Number six at $6.6 million bombing terribly is Cats. Number three falling from number two is Frozen 2 at $12.9 million. Number two falling from number one is Jumanji Next Level at twenty six point five, still hanging strong. And number one, new to the list, uh, at $177.3 million domestic, The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I mean, no surprise there. I think now it's already over $500 million worldwide. So yeah. I think once they cross $600 million, they got their money back. So uh, we're going to move into the TV section. No Mandalorian review this week because the series finale is now, the day you're listening to this podcast. So we'll have that next week with our Rise of Skywalker spoiler cast, an end-of-the-year awards show. Uh, but there was another TV show you watched half of. Yeah. And there was another TV show I watched one and a half times. I'm on episode four again. And I want to talk about it spoiler-free, uh, just to give our impressions of Chernobyl. It, I only watched, I think, I think I finished the second one. And it just, I remember watching the first episode just like, I didn't, holy, I know I didn't all, breathe. I know all didn't about breathe. Chernobyl, I know all about the, the... Sam was there. Well, no, not that, but we all the horrible shit that ha- went on there, what they tried to kind of lie. And, and also our boy Jeremy Wade, who's on River Monsters, actually went there to catch a fish and to sign all these papers, blah, blah, blah. But it's... It's a fucking Was it an actual episode of River Monsters or it was a special on like YouTube? No, it, this was an episode of River Monsters. He had to sign all these documents. He's got this uh, thing on it that's like, you know, consents that, oh, that they're in, you know. A decimeter. Yeah, so he's like, he's fishing with the fish, running down this fucking thing. The thing's beeping. He's like, shit, gotta move. He's, dude, I was like, this Jeremy Wade is a madman, but I love River Monsters and I'll never stop talking about that show. So Sam's impressions of River Monsters were great. Now yeah. back to Chernobyl. Uh, you know what? Fuck my change of pick of the week. River <laughs> Monsters. Uh, I was so unbelievably gripped yeah. by Chernobyl, um, especially episode one. Love the way it started. Um, love. Love there's a little minute to two minute little ender at the end of every episode that goes deep behind the scenes. I love those little behind the scenes yeah. looks. The director and the showrunner both give their opinions and thoughts on like the episode. And hey, there's a big thing that happens in the first two minutes of the first episode that you would normally see at the end of a show. Yeah. And they said, we didn't want to wait for the end. We wanted to get right up front. This ain't about this. You know this has to happen. Let's keep the focus yeah. on the incident. And when the incident happens, man... From the time that it happens, literally through the end of the episode, you cannot breathe. You're gripped. And then every episode, there's consequence after consequence after consequence. And even though it was 30 years ago, and you know how you know that it happened, and you know kind of how it's going to end, uh, because it's a real thing that yeah. happened, really, yeah. you still don't know where the show is going to go. And they do a great job of doing little uh, looks into certain people's lives. Um, and... Uh, again, I want to keep it completely spoiler-free. Uh, and, like, the payoff of the series finale... Wait, is there five episodes? Five episodes, each about an hour long. The payoff of the series finale, I don't often say this, where we live in a world with Game of Thrones Season 8 and with, to some people, The Sopranos and shows where the finale, Dexter, where, where the finale was clearly only there because it was time to go to the greener pasture and, yeah. like, they just had to end it. Then you have shows like Breaking Bad, which deserved its finale. And the finale was great because they knew what they were wanted to go. They could have gone on for 10 more years, but they stopped. And they said, this is the story we want to tell. Chernobyl does that. It's a mini series, five episodes. The finale is arguably the best episode. And that's, oh, wow. it, it ends so wonderfully. I was completely 100% satisfied. I was intrigued the whole time. 
Um, for those who like the movie My Cousin Vinny, oddly <laughs> enough, oddly enough, you will really appreciate episode five, the finale of this show. Um, I absolutely loved it. I will tell you somewhere on my list this is going to be on my TV shows of the year. I won't reveal where. This was one of the best shows I've watched in a very Solid number two. long time. Very long time. Um, I, I, did, I didn't send it just to get his reaction, see his face. I didn't make one. No. You have to finish it. I know your poker face. You no, I will. I will. I am going to finish it. You have to. There's just no doubt. No I am on episode three. 494 oh, yeah. of Naruto Shippuden. The end will be done tomorrow. I'm on episode 48 of Hunter Hunter. What a journey I've been there. on. Yeah. I even got Ashley in the Chernobyl. Like I said, dude, it's Christmas a great Eve, show. On, this is the show I was referring to a little bit ago, and I said on Christmas night, I just sat her down and we started yeah. watching it. Um, she was interested, so we watched it. When she looks at her phone like once an episode, I got her. Yeah, I got her. And then when uh, episode one was over, I turned it off because it was time to go to bed. And she's like, "You're, you're not putting two on." Yeah. I was, I was like, like, "Got you." Put on nine. See me era Star Wars episode nine. <laughs> see me time she checks her phone. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, wait a minute. Um, you want to watch the second one? Yeah. And then I asked her afterwards. I was like, did you love it like as much as I did? She goes, yeah, it's really good, but I don't think it's as good like as you made it out to be. That's because I – You put it on a pedestal. I, I yeah. do that all the time. Yeah. That's what I do. It's half, half of my reason for existence is putting things on fucking yeah. pedestal yeah. and having people be disappointed. But again, it hit me in ways that I don't – again, I'm a little bitch. Uh, I'm a little emo sap. So yeah. like I think of things differently. And you know me with some things that I have fucked yeah, up in my head. Course. So like I think about things a little differently than others. Yeah. So, like, there were things in this movie that I was like, oh, God, no, he didn't go there. He don't go there. Great. Did I say movie? I meant to say show. Yeah, show. Great show. Can't recommend it enough. Sam, now you watched a show. I did. You're done the entire first season. Yep. All eight episodes. I haven't started it. It's well down there on my list. Maybe I'll get to it. Maybe I won't. What would you think of Netflix's The Witcher? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sad to hear that it's way down on your list. I feel like it should be up a little bit it's more. It's definitely not. That's a shame. It is. Arguably the last thing on my list. Wow. That doesn't mean it's not a thing I want to yeah, watch. Okay. There are just other things I want to watch more. Yeah, because you, now you're seeing people's kind of reviews out there. I'm seeing it on Twitter. Oh, I have nothing to do with it. So, you know, me, coming from a guy who never read any of the books, I never played any of the games. I know the games is the continuation after the books. <clears throat> um, I, my biggest thing going in was... Am I going to be able to look at Henry and not see Superman? That's a big no, thing, right? No, that, like, no, that was, no, that was my biggest thing. That I was bet. my biggest worry of the show is... Am I going to see Clark Kent? Like, am I going to look at Superman? Yeah, that's how I felt about uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Am I just going to see Cameron Monaghan or am I going to see a Jedi? See, okay, now, now that bothered me sure. in Star Wars. but Well, they didn't change his appearance one bit. Yeah. They changed Henry a But least. for Henry, I thought Henry was great, man. Sure. I, from, from either it was a, a sad scene, a happy scene of, of the pure, like the violent, gritty scene, his, his sword style, he's got it down pat. I've watched, Is it him? Yeah. You can tell it's him? Oh, dude. They I'm do- sure he has stunt doubles for a lot of things, but... Oh, definitely for some shit, but a lot of the sword... You know, when you're just doing sword fights, you his see co- him, they, they zoom in. Oh, dude, he's he's great. He he definitely put in the work for this role. Yeah. Um, I saw, obviously, I know the game comparison. I saw the women saying the the shower or the bath scene, he's sitting there. I saw Lana Pierce tweet about it, but I know he was... She, in- she does that, like, tongue-in-cheek, though. She's Of course, but... He kind of says like to get like to get that way. He's like he didn't like drink water for like three days. <laughs> he like just to get to make your muscles look like that. You basically starve yourself, eat an apple a day, and right. I was like, holy shit! And then he's like, yeah, you know, I, I wasn't fun to be around. Like not eating, you're training all these hours. I was like, all right, you know, I didn't think all the work that actually he went into this, and I didn't know any of the other cast. 
So the only one I knew was Henry. So everyone else was new. I don't know. Anya Coltre. She played uh, Yennefer. When I mentioned Yennefer to you, I think I said, Yennefer's a bad bitch is I think what I exactly said to you. said, oh yeah, she is. And then she did something even crazier the next episode. And I was like, God damn. So this show reminded me of Lord of the Rings. I saw a lot of people say Game of Thrones, but I felt more Lord of the Rings than Game of Thrones. There were some deaths. I'm not going to say it wasn't Game of Thrones. Like, the Witcher's dead. Like, I'm like, come on. Obviously, we know Henry ain't going to die. Come on. But for what the cast gave and what was shown, I thought the budget was good. I thought the action scenes were there. I saw some people say it was a little slow. But for me, not knowing anything, I they had to like, kind of slow it down. But the my one, I would say, gripe of it, that it it does time jumps. And they don't say, like, 20 years later, 30 years later, 50, like, whatever's going on, backstory years ago. You almost have to pick that up on yourself. So it's, I had to, like, go back, like, wait a minute. Oh, oh this is a flashback. Oh, oh, this is the, the 20 years later. Like, I feel like they could have made it easier. Like, just to let us, as the viewer of someone who doesn't really know this story, you might be like, oh, okay, that's from this book and this part, this part. Okay. Like, Nico loved it. My nephew, Nico, he, he finished it. He absolutely loved it. He loved it more than I did. But I was like, for me... He went in with all the Easter eggs, all the nuggets. I'm sure there's so much shit that I missed. There's so many references from the book. But from what I watched, what I saw, eight episodes was fast. That's uh, not something that... Is an hour show? Each, yeah. Each episode was an hour plus, except episode seven. I think it was like 47 minutes. Yeah, I think it was episode seven. And there, to be honest, I, there wasn't even like... You, you see an episode, like I, I'd skip that. Like you know, Even Stranger Things, that one episode six or seven, I, I, I'll skip. I don't care for it. But this one, I thought there was there was a, a nugget in each episode that made it worth watching. And I said to you, I, I'd recommend everyone watch this show. You know, eight episodes, come on. If you if you like Henry, and I didn't and I got past looking at Superman. Like it wasn't me like I'm looking at Clark Kent, like Henry was draw a verbia. His relationship Carol, I said wrong. Gerald. Gerald, like whatever. Even even Yennefer. It took me forever to say Yennefer because it's Jennifer. You texted me with a J, and I was like, it's a I'm going to let it go. It's a Y. No, I sent it back. Did you? Yeah, I corrected you. I didn't say, like, you were wrong. I just said her name again and spelled it correctly, yeah. hoping you would pick up on it. Yeah. I have IGN's review of season one of The Witcher. It is arguably the longest review we've ever read on the really? show. They have a oh, huge Oh, I did like Roach, chunk. too. Roach is cool. They have a huge chunk. So here's the thoughts of IGN. For The Witcher. The Witcher's first season is unconventional and messy. It's failed by its convoluted structure, which ultimately restricts character growth and prevents the show from having any sense of depth. This makes for an unsatisfying big picture, but thankfully there are plenty of things to enjoy in its individual components. Henry Cavill has found his perfect match in Geralt of Ravia, and the appreciation of the role helps elevate all of the White Wolf storylines above their imperfections. Anya's Yennefer doesn't get the depth of character exploration that her character deserves, but she does demonstrate the show's ability to, to weave a complex, consequential journey. And weak CGI aside, the show is filled with beasts, both, hum- both human and monstrous, that give the show a unique Slavic flavor. The eight-part season is effectively a prologue for the show's main story, which has only just begun in the finale's last scene. And while that does mean that these hours do feel somewhat inconsequential and exposition-heavy, they do establish a fascinating world worth exploring. 
Indeed, as the credits roll, you'll most certainly reach for a copy of The Last Wish or boot up the games to continue that adventure. But if you do, you'll likely discover that Netflix The Witcher has a bit of work to do before it hits the high-quality bar set by the story's other mediums. 70. 6.5. Long as shit. It sounds about right. Well, the game fucking found a second life. After the Witcher yeah, hit yeah, Netflix, I, I saw that. That, that 60 was awesome sixty thousand people or some craziness went to Steam and said, "Yeah, I'll pick that up." Now, like if you're on PlayStation uh, or Xbox, they do sales of The Witcher Three Wild Hunt all the time. You can get the Wild Hunt uh, Game of the Year edition with all the DLC, including I think it's called Wine and Blood. I want to say Wine and Spirits, but that's that's incorrect. <laughs> yeah, that's not it. Um, a full DLC pack of like thirty hours. It's over a hundred hour game. You can get it for some as low as nine ninety nine. Some places fourteen ninety nine is generally the sweet spot for that when it's on sale. So pick that up. It's a price point you can't ignore. Witcher Three is also available on Switch with all the DLC. That's the way I would not uh, recommend you play it. Um, who would want to play? A game that is that technically impressive on an inferior graphical console, do yourself the favor and get it on Xbox One or PS4. Uh, but yeah, can't argue with the fact that the game has re- received a shit ton of extra push from this. And also, we know that they have said they have seven seasons worth of Matt content. Down, yeah. Could Mark Hamill potentially join the cast? Well, I think it was an interview or someone asked him a question. Is it Vilmir? Something like that? Oh, I could blame him or something like that. It's Geralt's father. We'll just put it that oh, way. Oh, I, I didn't even know that it was his father. Yeah. And then I, I guess Boss Logic did a quick little... And I was like, oh, Mark Hamill looks good. Looks like he'll be cast. So, I mean, he's not cast <laughs> yet, but no. I, I won't be surprised if he does. Where there's smoke. If you want to... A guy of Mark Hamill's stature says, I want to join this cast. We saw it with Dave Batista. I want to be in Gears. Well, he's not going to make the movie, but they put him in the game. Yeah. As like, a dude, DLC it, character, so... It's Skywalker. Come on, Joker. Come on. Are you gonna say no to the ham? To the ham? You gonna say no to him? No, no one's gonna say no to Mark Hamill. So maybe eventually, potentially, we could see Mark Hamill in The Witcher. And all he did was say, "Hey, listen, I'd like to play this guy." It was there's no confirmation, no rumor of him actually doing it. Yeah. But there's interest on Mark Hamill's side. We'll put it that way. The last story in TV is a Carrie. That's right, Carrie. That Carrie, the bloody one. A TV series is in development at FX. Like, did Carrie do anything to you? Nah, neither did the reboot or the original. Yeah. Nothing about Carrie. Yeah, so, I mean, and so who's the biggest horror buff that I know? Ash. Yeah. So I said to her, "Hey, honey, a Carrie reboots in, or not a reboot? A TV series is in the works." She goes, "I don't give a shit. I'm out." Okay. It, I now know I want zero to do with it. If your wife's out, no need you need to be in it. I'll take over in the gaming space. We'll start off with a review. We got dead end job. Yeah, I want to say thanks to our friends over at Head Up Games um, and Ant Workshop, the developers of this game, Dead End Job. They sent us the review copy, so a review copy is provided by Head Up Games and Ant uh, Ant Workshop. This is a game that um, for Switch that when I heard about, it, I was in- instantly interested. So you know, in in collaboration with Head Up, as we do a lot of times, uh, worked with them to get a copy, and I sent Sam. I was like, dude, this game is. A paranormal twin stick shooter made by a guy who worked on Red Dead Redemption 2, and it's in the style of Ren and Stimpy. Like, holy shit. And you're like, yeah, you'll probably love it. And I never answered that text. Until right now. And I'm here to say, (laughs) that game, it's all right. (laughs) It's pretty pretty just okay. Um, 
I respect your honesty. I listen. A lot of people will just give games fake good scores because they get free shit. They don't want to fuck that relationship up. I'm here to tell you flat out. Uh, listen, it's a game where uh, it's. By the way, it's available for PC, Xbox One, PlayStation Four, Nintendo Switch. I have it on Nintendo Switch. Think of the hook of Luigi's Mansion. You have a vacuum. You vacuum the ghosts. You suck up the ghosts, and they're gone. That's kind of what you do here. You have a backpack that you can shoot the ghosts in every room. You clear the room, and then you can suck them up. Like, it's the same damn hook as Luigi's Mansion. So one would think, hey, if you like the gameplay hook of Luigi's Mansion, you'll like this. Really beautiful art style. I love the hand-drawn 2D animation. So I was like, okay, I love that hook. But by the third room, procedurally generated or not, by the third room, I was bored. It's monotonous. Now, again, if you like the gameplay hook of Luigi's Mansion, you'll like this game. But I honestly think you'll like this game for a little bit. It's not a game that you can really return to. The replayability wasn't there for me when I completed it. I haven't picked it up since. I don't get the itch to go back like a Miles and Kilo, a Kid Trip, a Mighty Gunville Burst, a Golf Story. I I don't feel that replayability factor. Um, this is a game that, you know, I'm I'm ready to move on and kind of not return to, but it wasn't a terrible experience. I, I just like when you say monotonous, but like you'd speed run and play Super Mario Brothers for hours on but end. But every level is different. This, every level is the same. Oh, it's That's the what same I mean by monotonous. Okay. So it's procedurally generated, which means it's random every time you play. Um, and that's fun, but you do the same thing in every room. There's not, okay. you know, it's okay. the, no, the goal is the goal is save the person and you save them by killing every ghost in a room and sucking them up. And that's it. There's no. nothing else to do. So uh, if that sounds like something that's up your alley, that's fine. You take uh, control of, of Hector Plasm, which I, I kind of thought that that was a pretty name. A pretty fun name, like Ectoplasm. Hectorplasm. You work for Ghoulbegone, a paranormal pest control. Um, I believe it's got some multiplayer, but I haven't really been in there for that. Um, but again, for lovers of 90s cartoons, this is straight out of the press release. For lovers of 90s cartoons, wacky ghost hunting adventures, or or cleanliness, you'll have a literal blast zooming through the vibrantly cartoony, gag till you laugh, procedurally generated world as they suck up as you suck up unsuspecting spooky pests. I can again attest that the the game is beautiful. Um, it's told through uh, like still speech bubbles back and forth and they can be pretty funny and again it's animated very well but from a gameplay loop it runs for 16.99 i'm just not there this is a 9.99 game max if you told me this price point was 10 bucks and i could just take a shot i'd be like it's 10 bucks but for 17 dollars to do the same thing i think you can find this this experience a little better elsewhere Maybe even Luigi's Mansion Three, um, or just wait till it gets, goes on sale. If you're a retro, if you're a retro, it's on sale. It it launched on sale for fourteen bucks or fourteen forty nine. That to me wasn't big enough of a of a move on that. Um, if you like retro style games like this, go play Zombies Ate My Neighbors, an infinitely wonderful game. So I don't want to you know sit here and just say go buy it because we got it for free. Uh, I just want to be pretty blunt and say. If you like that type of hook, you will like this game. Yeah. It was just okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. Now, let's also get your impressions on Disney Classics. Yeah, this was the uh, Aladdin. The combo. The Aladdin Lion King thing. Very perplexing to me why the Super Nintendo version of Aladdin is missing. I have no idea why. But to go back and play 
brought uh, me back to my childhood. Uh, to go back and play, I, you know me, I love retro games. But to yeah. go back and play Aladdin and Lion King again was fun. I will say this: the one thing I like about this game above it all is the team that developed this game went into the code of the Genesis version of Aladdin, and I'm sure they did it for other game for the uh, other ports, but specifically for the Genesis version of Aladdin because this is the one I'm playing. We went in, they fixed some bugs. They fixed some shit that was wrong with the game. They made some creative liberties where they thought, you, hey, this probably didn't work as well. Let's fix it. And then they called it the final cut. So like they've almost updated it to make it work better. But it never lost its kind of sanctity in the world of Genesis classics. And I just – I love it. It's a $30 game on Switch. You get eight different versions of Aladdin and Lion King combined. How the hell can you complain about that? Um, so again, if you like the retro games, if you like the Disney games, the old school stuff, go for it. Game Freak seemingly teases their next game. Who is Game Freak? Pokemon. Yes. So they developed Pokemon games and they sent out a uh, like thanks for being with us in 2019. A lot of companies will do that. Like we had a great run on to 2020, but in their little message, they snuck something in. And I think it's a tease for their next game. Here's the message from Game Freak. Happy New Year. In 2019, we were able to launch Pokemon Sword and Shield, the newest title in the Pokemon series. We offer our most sincere gratitude to all players around the world for playing it. As we approach the new year, all Game Freak staff would like to set their sights on another new challenge. We look forward to your cooperation in 2022. 2020 as well, also. And what do you suspect that is? So when I hear new challenge... People are like, it's a Diamond and Pearl remake, Generation 4 Diamond and Pearl remake, which I think will happen. I think that's what this is. But the wording that people are saying is, oh, a new challenge. They've never done this, so it's new. Motherfucker, they just did it with Let's Go. They remade Yellow on Switch. So they have done this before. Yeah. They've remade a 2D sprite game on Switch. So that, to me, that can't be the new challenge. What could it be? Let's go Johto. Maybe. I don't think it will be, but maybe. Or could it be the new, we'll call it Pokemon Lance or Pokemon Gun, whatever, the third game in the Sword and Shield. Maybe they add the rest of the roster. Maybe they do something. To me, the next game that comes out for the Switch is going to be the whole catalog. Has to be. I, I do think, though, it's I don't think it is. I think that this game in 2020, because we're going to, I hate that Pokemon's fucking annualized. Man, give us a couple years off. Um, yeah, every year is such and if And if you give us an every year game, I don't mind it if it's something like Let's Go. It's a small, yeah. short, contained little fucking motion control thing. Fine, yeah. whatever. I'm not going to make a stink about it. It was a fun little game, and Ashley's playing it on Saturday for the first time. So that's hey. like, um I think we're getting Diamond and Pearl remakes. I think that's what this is. I think their new challenge is taking a game from the DS, not the Game Boy, and remaking it because it's a lot bigger than just Kanto. Yeah. Um, that's what I think the new challenge is. I don't think it's going to be Let's Go Gen 2. And I don't think we're getting a third game in Sword and Shield. I think they're going to do the Diamond and Pearl remakes. We might get a third game in 2021. That's where I think Let's Go Johto could work. But I don't, I don't know if we ever see... The third game, we either get sequels of this with uh, the full roster, or we just go right to Gen Ten. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm thinking Gen Ten might happen on the 25th anniversary. I think this is this is the 21st. 
can't remember. Gen's usually about three years apart, so maybe they take their time. But I'm hoping this is Diamond and Pearl remakes because I will be the first one in line. Because as everybody should know, if you're a longtime listener, Gen 4 is my favorite gen. Well, and I was going to say, aren't you collecting all the Pokemons ever released? Well, that so, too. If, so, six, if so, fact I'm up. 65-ish percent done. You got it by 2020. It looks like... That C- is next week. You got it? No, you got it, but you'll have it done I'm by 2020. Kidding. That is next week. 2020 it- is next week. <laughs> it looks like CD Projekt Red will be making more Witcher games. Yeah, they uh, they purchased yeah. more of the rights to The Witcher, so we're going to get a Witcher 4. Yeah, so they were like, oh, the author, oh, just let you know we want more games on the show. You got us all oh, money? Keep keep sending them my way, baby. C- Thank you. CD Projekt Red has all the money, and they're going to get even more of the money because this is the team behind Cyberpunk 2020. Oh, yeah. Or 2077. I don't and know. And with all the people going to play the Witcher games, they're like, oh, baby. They're getting substantial revenue from the renewed uh, renewed interest in the Witcher. But also, man, CD Projekt Red uh, with Cyberpunk in April, launches in April. I firmly believe with Kiana, I firmly believe that will be consensus, not mine, consensus game of the year. Wow. Call, call Already. It, calling huh. it now. I don't, with all the things that are well, coming out. Well, I mentioned you'd be surprised. You basically said they were going to do Death Stranding. I was like, no way, and they still did it. Halo Infinite comes next year. Marvel's Avengers comes next year. Fucking yeah. Animal Crossing comes next year. We got tons of huge AAA games. PS5 and Xbox Scarlet Project well, Series. Xbox. They're launching. Sorry, the Xbox. <laughs> they're launching next year. Yeah. Like we're going to get substantial oh, yeah. games next year. Uh, big ones, and I still think Cyberpunk... I can afford to switch if the PS5 is coming out. I still think Cyberpunk <laughs> is going to get Game of the Year next year. That's my early call. Uh, Sam, as we go into the other section, this will be like the theme park section. Disney spends $6 million on 235 acres of land near Disney World in Orlando. What do you think this is? Why is it so cheap? I feel like $6 million is cheap for this. For just land? For 235 acres in Orlando? I was I I I expected them to ask for a little well, bit more property money. Property's cheap as shit down there. In I, Florida, I, did, I just with, ex- the, with the whoever held there. out that that makers. That's all you gave up was or six million. I just thought it's Disney. At least give me ten. They got money. They're going to give it to you. They're probably making the Mandalorian town next. Is that what you think this is? They don't have the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in Orlando though, isn't that in California? Yeah, they know it is in California. Um, what what could it be? It could be a Nintendo Land. It could be because I think that's California too. It could be they're bringing Galaxy's Edge East, and this that, could be Galaxy more, Edge East. More theme parks, more rides, more attractions. I don't know. I think this is going to be a specialized you think? thing. Because if it's in Orlando, that's where Universal Studios is. I think that they're going to do a themed thing. Avatar 2? I think Harry Potter World's in Orlando already, so it's not Harry Potter. Um, so it could be maybe Pokemon it, World? <laughs> I don't think Pokemon's – I mean, it's the number one biggest media in the world, but I think they would lump that in with like Nintendo. yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think Avatar is going to be big enough to get its own world. So, I don't know. I I obviously don't want to fly out to California, so I wouldn't mind yeah. if it's like another Nintendo <laughs> thing. I just I forget if Nintendo World is coming to Orlando or not, or if it's just California. If it's just California, I think they're taking one of those big things and bringing it east. Whether that's okay. Galaxy's Edge or Nintendo World or whatever, I think that's what's going to happen. This isn't just going to be, oh, here's Epcot's getting bigger. Or Universal Studios is adding another yeah. lot. I think this is like a thing. It's going to be a specialized thing. Uh, Sam, what is your CGC spotlight for the week? A CGC spotlight. This book, there's no CGC data. I don't even know the story. I have I have the book raw at home, but I didn't read it yet. So basically, the only reason this is the spotlight, I got this done in Baltimore Comic Con. 
Uh, me and I think three other members of the Comic Book Fiend Club, we all got Joker covers and I have pictures. We met the artist, got a picture with him. His wife freaking like loved our vests and stuff, so that was pretty cool. If you want to see Sam in glasses and a hat, go check out his Yeah, Instagram. which you don't see too often because mm-hmm. I only wear my glasses while I'm working. Um, but this is signed and sketched by Jay Hung Lee at, ba- at Baltimore Comic Con. Uh, the book, it's called The Year of the, uh, Year of the Villain, The Joker, John Carpenter and Anthony Birch Story, Philip Tan Art. This is Frankie's comic sketch edition. Mine came back in 96 white pages. I, I, as soon as I got the book and he did the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. And as soon as I got the book, I saw the ding on the bottom. And I looked, I remember, I think I looked right at one. This is a 9.6. And get as a 9.6. It's kind of funny. Where's the ding? It's, you'll see there's a ding right here in the corner. It's tough. It's tough to see in the case, but there's like a little ding there. And I knew they weren't going to give me a 9.8 on that. Oh, that Just, it looks like a pencil mark? It, 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 it looks like it dinged on the corner. So it, it's how they ship the book oh, sometimes. Oh, I see it now. I got it. So for whatever it is, they don't give you 9.8s for that. But... I got CGC to witness it with basically that that means that I went over to the CGC booth. I got one of their representative workers follow me to his booth. They witnessed that he did the sketch and then they you fill out the paperwork and, you know, I sent it to CGC. It just took them like two months to get it to me. It took a little bit longer than I would have liked, but I thought he absolutely killed it. I'm actually posted on my Instagram stampede two fifteen eighty nine of basically three shots of where he first started, the middle and then the finished product of the Joker and and each one that he did the Joker, the face expressions is all a little bit different. So not one of us got the same exact thing. Each got a different piece. Jae Hung Lee's super talented. Everyone's basically buying up his comics that are coming out. His wife said that they're going to be there next year. He said that we love Baltimore. Everyone's so nice here. So next year, I already bought another year of the Joker blank. And I want to get him to do a, a Heath Ledger version. That's cool. So I want to have both of them side by side. So that's my spotlight. There was no CGC census or nothing like that. Yeah. Um, what's the book about? Oh, the book it just came out. Like I didn't oh, even okay. I didn't even read it yet. There's nowhere online it with the. You app. just wanted to spotlight an awesome just, artist. Just, just yeah, just Ji Hung Lee. Just meeting him. Just his wife was so cool, and like he posted like our picture on his page. Like that was pretty cool. Yep. And just I, I it, it's 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 some new story about the Joker. Cool. Uh, now it's time for our pick of the week. Brought to you in part by our friends over at Liquid Death, which will always be our pick of the week. Go sell your soul for a free case over at liquiddeath.com. Sam, what is your pick of the week? It's The Witcher. Christmas, now is our time where we, we have all not River Monsters. It is not I mean, I will always recommend River Monsters. Jeremy I'm, Wade I'm personally is a beast. going to find that episode as soon as you leave. And and you're to gonna be like, I love her. Jeremy Wade is a monster. Seriously. A river monster. But I think I think he has another new show coming up, by the way. More on that later. But The Witcher, guys, come on. It's Christmas time. We have a couple of days off. We know Star Wars always has the hype. Let's let let's show some love to The Witcher. I feel like, you know, people are a little too harsh on it. It's if you liked Lord of the Rings, I think you're gonna like this. That's kind of what I'm basing it on. It wasn't like game. I didn't get the Game of Thrones vibe. Ah, uh, maybe a little bit. I did. You'll know why when you say it. But for what it was, I got it. The biggest factor for me, like I said earlier, was Henry. Was I gonna look and see Superman? I thought he was great as Geralt. 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 God damn it. It's the hard G. Girl. Girl. I feel like everyone pronounces it differently, but I, I thought he was great. I thought the cast was great. I loved actually. Not knowing anybody else. I loved only knowing Henry. And he wasn't in every single scene. Like, there's all this other shit where it's going on. Yennefer's doing her thing. She started from the bottom and now she's there. So she came a long way from episode one. So if you guys, it's, it's eight episodes. You got eight hours. It's on Netflix. Season one. They already got season two signed. So you're, you're investing in the show that hopefully is going to go that seven season that they did have mapped out. It follows the first two books, The Last Wish and Sword of Destiny. 
I didn't read the books, but I, my nephew read them, said they're absolutely great. So maybe I, I should go back and read them. But The Witcher on Netflix. My pick of the week is not a Netflix show. It's a HBO show. Um, that's what I'm like binging. I'm not like in the movie binge right now. I'm in the TV binge with my time off here. I'm 100% in on The Righteous Gemstones. Oh, Andy Boba. It is so good. Uh, it is John Goodman. It's another Danny McBride show. Yep. If you know the cast of Vice Principals, you know the cast of this show. But Adam Devine, yep. Edie Peterson, Tony Cavallaro, uh, Cassidy Freeman, Tim Balch, Jody Hill. So like – The whole cast is great. It's a, it's a wonderful cast. Uh, it's nine episodes I believe was the first season. Um yeah, nine episodes. It ended in October, started in August. It is basically um, the story is the gemstones are a family that own they're like if televangelists. Yeah. So that we yeah. all know they're millionaires and they have a bunch of churches in this area. John Goodman's the head. Yeah, yeah John yeah, Goodman's yeah. the head of the gemstone family. And uh Danny McBride is he's Danny McBride with every with, film. With, but I love but we love him. With chops. Like he's got sideburns. But uh he's the one son. Um, Divine is the other son, so they're brothers, and then Edie is the daughter. They all live on the same compound. They're all rich as book. But Danny McBride comes across a situation in episode one that could hurt his reputation, and the story unfolds to find out who was behind it and how to stop it. And it's so is, funny. What are, are they on their first season, second season? This is season one. Season just one. ended. Yeah, season two is signed, so okay, cool. we're getting a season two. It's really funny. It's really kind of dark. Um, and there's one scene that was kind of terrifying from a CG perspective, they, they nailed it. But uh, really good show. This was a show like the opposite for me. When Vice Principals took me a couple episodes to get into, this I was hooked from the jump. There is episode five, I think it is. Maybe six. I think it's five. It's called Interlude. And as soon as I see that, I'm like, oh, fuck. It's going to be one of those episode seven yeah. type of deals from Stranger Things. And it is. It's a, it's a completely uh, different it, episode and it has nothing to do with the family. It's still funny as shit, and it tells you stories, backstories about other characters that you yeah. need to know. Um, but then they get right back on track in episode six. It's it's really good. It's worth your time. It's between a half hour and fifty minutes per episode. Not bad. So it's it's like not quite a half hour show, but not quite an hour. It's kind of weird from a from a runtime perspective, but really really effing funny. I'm really I'm really enjoying. I'll, it. I'll get there episode. one day. I have one episode left. That's on, on the, the bottom floor. of my list. <laughs> That's totally fair. <laughs> um, it's not for everybody to just go run and, and no. But like I want to say it though, like how you were with The Witcher, I'm in exactly that same boat. Uh, yeah. So that was our pick of the week. That was episode 166. Again huge episode next week when we break down full spoilers of the rise of skywalker we break down the finale of the mandalorian which i can't wait to watch it's happening right now Uh, and then our top three awards of the year top three movies our top three tv shows our top three albums our top three video games and our top three worst of 2019 i got some homework to do we're gonna bring a huge show for you next week we can't wait to bring it to you on episode 167 so we'll see you next week for episode 167 have a safe and happy new year